Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. Today's episode is our monthly behind-the-scenes private reading. So today's call is with Patty, and you will hear typical cell phone signal stuff, a little few patchy spots. And her reading is a combination of psychic information and mediumship. So please enjoy. All right, we are recording. So, oh my gosh. Um, Okay, I was going to ask you, how can I help? But they want to dive in and they want to talk about your health. (laughs) So can we start there? (laughs) I guess so. Okay. Um, They want to talk about, they want to affirm for you that this health journey was very much a part of your soul's um, like blueprint for this lifetime. And that your soul really came in with the task of how can I find perfect health and it really had to get messy and dirty along the way and that's okay and they just want to like confirm for you that this is a healing journey and healing is not just a physical word it's an emotional word it is a soul level um, phrase for just transformation and coming to a new state of being so they or just confirming for you that like part of your lifetime assignment was to prioritize health and figure out health. And um, they want to say, although it's been a burden, it's also been a privilege that you get to prioritize it compared to some past lifetimes where that was not an option. So part of having to have a health journey was just having the ability to love yourself through it is healing at a soul level because that wasn't something you had the privilege to do in past lifetimes. Um, so that's really interesting. The The main reason why they want to bring up your health is because they, they see you as being on the road to perfect health. And if that is the vision that you have in your mind, they want to confirm for you that that's the vision. If that's not the vision they have in your mind, they want you to step it up. <laughs> Okay. I'm struggling with that. I'm trying to get there, but it's a struggle. Sure. I can totally see why it's a struggle. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of your health journey, but I know just enough to say, like, of course, that's a struggle. What human doesn't struggle with the idea of perfect health? And obviously, perfect health looks different in everybody's body. Um, But this, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is not a threat. This is a very loving, gentle thing they want to say. So please don't hear it as a threat. But what they want to say is your journey to perfect health, you could figure it out in this lifetime, or you could take two or three more lifetimes to figure it out. And that's up to you. They think you are doing all the things to figure it out in this lifetime already. It's not like you need to change what you're doing, your approach to your health. You're already doing all the things that would get you there one day. Um, And you don't, if holding the vision of perfect health is too hard, then hold the vision of, I could have perfect health for six hours. Like I could have six hours in a day where everything works properly. Like chunk it up in time and see if that helps you get there. And like maybe one day you could have, I could have a whole day of where I don't even think about it. And now they want to apologize because this is not what you wanted to talk about today. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah, you're cutting in and out a little bit. Okay, okay. 
um, do you feel like you've got the message or you need me to repeat stuff? I'm going to say I got enough of what I need because, you know, I know I'll be able to listen later. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, what questions did you have? I guess if we're just um, – I heard they said I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, but is there more I should be exploring, I guess, that I'm not exploring or maybe that, you know, I'm avoiding? Sure. Um, the only thing that I see as being – additional, like I don't see that you need to stop doing anything that you're doing. Um, I'm seeing sound baths. Like maybe you get a massage, maybe you don't, but I'm seeing you either laying on a table or sitting in a room with like the singing bowls. That that's just going to be really good for your body in general, as well as your energetic field. Okay. And to like treat yourself to that experience. Um and allow it to be a treat. Like, don't feel like, oh, okay, I have to do this as part of my regimen. Like, just allow it to be a treat, but know that it will also be really good for you. Okay. That is interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any more questions today? Or can I, somebody's tapping on my shoulder, and I haven't let them fully through yet to figure out who it is, because I want to make sure if we have any questions. We get that done first. Um, basically, I'm here to be guided or listen. So I don't okay. have, I didn't come in with any preconceived questions. I'm just totally open to what, I guess, what spirit is or what spirit has wanted to say that I'm not necessarily listening to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm using this as a like, okay, this is the time that you've got my full attention. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. Your guides would very quickly like to tell you that you do listen they would consider you a fully listening human. Um, yeah, they say you hear to the extent that humans can hear. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, you are, you are getting the messages you're supposed to be getting. And the purpose of today's call is just to give you the affirmation of what you already know to be true, which is helpful. Um, and, and fun also. It's just like a fun experience. Um, okay, so somebody is like kind of tickling me and it's like it's distracting. <laughs> They're like it's sort of a tap on the shoulder and then as soon as I identify it as a tap on the shoulder, I can feel them like kind of tickle up my neck like they're going to like, you know, the way you would like tickle a kiddo kind of behind the ear. They're like tickling me. Um, so let me let me figure out who this is. Let me see if I, if I can stop being so distracted. Okay. Um if I tell you who this is, you're not going to believe me. I don't believe. Um, but to me, this feels like a father figure. So would would you have any really, like, they are tickling me. But like, do you remember your father ever tickling you? I feel like that's not, that's going to be hard for you to swallow. It's not, I don't think, I don't think it's my father. I'm wondering if it's my father's father's. There you go. Thank you. Okay. He's called Gross Pop. Gross Pop? Gross Pop. Of of course he is. Um, okay, yes, and I and I have like a 
I have like a belly full of laughter is like the feeling that I get like very lighthearted, affectionate, just like loves to laugh. That's the energy that I have of him now. Um, and that's mostly the energy that I would have had of him when in regards to you, um, sweet, affectionate. Um, it, it feels like, like pretty straightforward with him. Yeah, he was, I don't, I don't know where he got that nickname, but that was his, you know, that was the moniker he was, you know, I grew up with, but he was a great gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, but he would be the one that would tickle. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's coming in just to remind you that life can also be fun. Um, like, life has been a lot of work lately, and it's been beautiful. Like, you've had – it's not that you haven't appreciated it and that you haven't had beautiful things, um, but he wants you to have some more fun. And it's like he literally kind of wants to tickle you. Like, he just wants you to laugh. Like, there could be – more laughter and not sardonic laughter, not laughing in spite of things or at things, just like laughing with glee. I want to say joy, but I also want to say glee. Um, they're both true and both need to be said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he just showed me like his heart or his chest. So would that make sense about like how he passed or anything? Do you have anything for him about his heart or his chest? I know he passed away as of an old age. I'm not even for sure what, you know, okay. of why, because, A, you know, I was young, but, I mean, he was a very lovely man. And so probably, yeah. though, at his age, it was probably heart-related. Yeah. He just, he was trying to give me, like, another piece of evidence so that you could know this is him, other than the fact that he's tickling me, which he is still tickling me, I will have you know. Um, <laughs> he's, sorry, go ahead. He will do that until, I mean, that's just, his, that was just his way. I mean, that's how he showed, I mean, love and just wanted to bring lightness to, I mean, that was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just his way. Yeah. Um, and it is distracting. Like, I'm, I don't want to really ask him to stop because he's having such a good time and I'm enjoying his laughter and his just glee at getting to come through. Um, he is, he's reiterating that he wants you to laugh. Um, he showed me like clutching his chest again, just as a, as a way of saying that like he is fully healthy now. Like he's, he's a young man now is what he feels like to me. Like, Wow. I know in your life you experienced him as a grandparent. I experienced him as being like a really healthy 62-year-old, you know, like really healthy and vibrant and like old enough to be mature and a grandparent and have seen some things, but um, physically strong and flexible and agile still. Well, he always had like a childlike spirit, I will say. Yeah. And part of the reason that he wanted to come through also um, is because you you as a person and then also lots of people in general have the idea that mediumship is always about like healing and that it can be quite sad and quite heavy and sometimes that's true and sometimes that's what's necessary but it, it can also be just fun and like joyful and so he wanted to come through and kind of give you that gift of like let's just have some fun just laugh a little bit already um and if <laughs> it's 
I'm having a hard time not laughing because I am physically feeling tickled. So if you feel tickled at any point today, I'm feeling it kind of like behind my right ear and a little bit almost like under my right armpit. You know, you tickle kids in their armpit. I'm feeling it a little bit more down in my ribs than specifically in my armpit. Um, but if you start to feel sensation, I'm for whatever reason, I feel on the right side of my body. It might be on the left for you, but I'm feeling it on my right. If you start to feel a sensation today where it's almost like not fire ants, but like tickly ants or like a little buzzy energy that's specifically located, like that's him tickling you. Okay. That's what that is. It's like he's genuinely like trying to get you to laugh um, and just to know that he's around and he's around. Um, and I, he was showing me like you having to be in and out of like different treatments or different hospitals or different doctor's office. Like he was showing me like you being on this health journey and I didn't see him in there with you. And so I kind of turned to him and was like, Oh, were you with her? And he was like, no. <laughs> um, so he's watching and he's aware, but he, and so he's like supportive from afar. But in terms of like whether or not he's the spirit that's coming down to hold your hand or that stuff, like, no, he's around when things feel good. He's aware and it's not like he's not supportive, but he's also saying like, I wouldn't be helpful in a situation like that. He would be uncomfortable and he wouldn't know what to do. Um, It's like he can't be around when you're crying type of like, that's his like, that's too uncomfortable for me. Um, And so he's aware of things that are going on. He hasn't missed anything but he shows up when you need a laugh or when you're already laughing. Like that's when he likes to really be with you. Um, and he says, your sister has a, a hard time like with laughing. And so he's around her less a little bit. I don't, I don't want to be ugly, but that's what he's saying. It's like, she has a harder time being happy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. My sister has told well, my sister has told me that she has a hard time being around me because I'm too happy. <laughs> so yeah, that um, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So he like it's not that he doesn't like your sister because of course he does and he loves everybody that's in his family on the other side and on still and physical. Um, but he's with you more because of that. So it's kind of like. Not that your sister would listen to the, this and be like, well, why doesn't he tickle me? And it's not that he doesn't, because he does. But you're more prone to actually laugh. Um, so he's just uh, addressing that, that he, he is around. He does visit everybody. Um, but he visits you more. And and there is a little bit of, um, I get very much, like, I, I know you told me you were young, but I get very much this... Um, you know, kind of how we have the, like, I don't know the grandparent phrase, but we have the, like, daddy's little girl phrase for dad and daughter. You, the two of you definitely had the, like, granddad, granddaughter version of that. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you really admired him. He thought you were amazing. He really enjoyed being with you. Um, like, there's definitely that relationship between the two of you, and he wants to acknowledge that um, that that was not a one-sided thing. It wasn't just that you admired him and enjoyed him. Like he very much enjoyed being with you. Um, and the sound of your laughter as a kiddo, holy cow, like he couldn't get enough of it. And if he were like, 
if you guys were alive at a different time, if he had been a grandparent back when like smartphones were a thing, he would just have hours of you laughing on his phone because it would tickle him to hear you laugh. So he's definitely a big fan. Um, I feel like really he's complete and that's all he wanted to do is come through and, and say hello and give you a tickle and remind you to laugh some more on his behalf. Um, but do you have any questions for him while I'm connected? Just let him know I love him to death. Oh, well, always have and always will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely knows. It's so mutual. You guys definitely had that connection. It was It went both ways. And and still does, to your point. It still does. Yeah. I'm going to be so curious to feel if you get tickled because, like, I am feeling so tickled still. I'm feeling so tickled. And so I really hope that you get this experience at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Wonderful. So what, what else can we do today? What questions come to mind as we're talking? I, like I said, I really didn't prepare a lot of questions because I was more. Okay, just... great. So then your spirit guides, sorry, so then I'm going to interrupt you, and your spirit guides are going to come in and introduce themselves a little bit. Okay. Um, so, okay. Um, one, two, three. Okay. I'm seeing three guides, uh, but we might end up only talking to one. Like, I'm I'm unclear. I'm, I keep seeing three and then one and then two and three and then one and then two. Um, okay, so we're going to invite this guide forward first, and I feel like this is a masculine presence. It does, this guide comes forward looking like human-esque to me. Like sometimes they'll come forward looking like an animal or like a totem. This one looks like a human to me. Um, it is not like, sometimes our spirit guides are um, like an ascended master, like somebody that we would know, like, oh, Buddha is one of your, on your team, or somebody that, um, like, Einstein, or whatever. This is, this is just a guy that we will give a name, and that, um, that you don't know, but this is a guy that's been with you, like, you know, energetically, this guy has been with you for many lifetimes. Um, I see him as being about seven feet tall, like, he's, it's a very tall, um, very, a strong build and um, I want to say strong build, but then I also want to say lean and the physical description doesn't actually matter, but because I'm seeing it, I want to share it. Um, and I'm seeing like a full head of like brunette hair. And I would have to say that he's like at least 45, but he looks like 28. Like he's got kind of a baby face look to him. And um, what the heck is this name? Okay. He's just going to spell it out letter by letter because it's not like a, it's not like a Jonathan or a Thomas or like an American name that he's going to be able to drop in. Um, J A V O R I T H. Javorith. But it's like Javer is like kind of how I'm hearing it, but it's J A V O R I T H Javer. Um, that sounds so Texan jabber, but that, that is how I'm hearing it. Um, Javor is how he would like it pronounced. Okay, thank you. He's correcting me. I apologize. Um, okay, so Javor has been with you for a very long time, and he wanted to step forward 
um, to talk about how much you chose to do in this lifetime. You chose to do a lot. Um, you chose to come in in a way that per- would prepare you for doing a lot. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, we're just going to say, like, if you had opportunities for trauma, you had more opportunities than some others did. Um, and there's a lot of healing being done. And part of the dynamic of your lifetime is that you are an old soul surrounded by a young soul. Um, you are a soul that learned how to keep your trauma to yourself, like how to not put it on others. You had already learned that. And you're surrounded by people that did not learn that. And that was a big aspect of this lifetime for you, especially in your earlier years. And he wants to acknowledge that you really decided to take on a lot. Um, And he's kind of saying, like, don't worry about it. If you just want to, like, be a crab on the beach next time, we'll do that instead. (laughs) so like if you genuinely are like next time I'm just going to vacation for a life and I'm just going to be wealthy and I'm just going to like be beautiful and perfect and whatever like great doesn't matter like whatever your idea of perfect easy is we can do that next Um, but everything that you got in this lifetime is what you signed up for and that's good news because it means you're capable of dealing with it but it is a lot. And so he wants to come forward and acknowledge and honor that like you signed up for a lot. And most people in your life genuinely don't understand how much work you've already had to do and how much work you're still doing. And it's okay that they don't understand, but that is the case that most people in your life cannot possibly understand like the amount of homework your soul has compared to most souls on the planet. They're kind of comparing it to like most souls on the planet are still in elementary school, maybe middle school, and you're like hardcore PhD leveling it. And so if you're looking around and going, this isn't fair, like how come these other people have it so easy? It's like because they signed up for an easier thing. Not that many people get a PhD and there's not that many souls on the planet that signed up for as much as what you signed up for. Yeah, I would sometimes say I was out of my mind when I made this contract. (laughs) Right, right. For the record, he tried to talk you out of it. And I'm so sure I'm stubborn enough that I didn't listen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you, he says, you were sure, and you were not wrong, you were sure that you could manage it. And you're like, listen, I don't want to have to take five lifetimes to do what I could do in one. Let me just, like, get it all done. And that's what you're doing. You're getting it all done. Thank you. I needed that validation. Yeah. You, yeah. He was like, he said he got you to take it down to about 80% of your original plan. (laughs) He's like, your original plan was even worse. I got you to take it down a little bit. Um, And this is is what we're left with. 
So you are getting it done. You signed up for literally about five lifetimes worth of lessons in one. That's okay. You can manage it. It's like, it's not a bad thing, but it's intense. So any questions about that? I'll just thank them for the, at least getting 20% off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm at the point absolutely. now where, yeah, I'm glad I took some of it off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and he would say, like, if we're going to use the metaphor that you signed up for five lifetimes worth of lessons, you've already cleared about three and a half of them. Yep. So, <laughs> like, you've already done a lot of it. You really, really, truly have. One of the lessons you haven't quite started yet, but, like, you'll get there. Um, and you're like halfway through that fourth lesson. And it's not so linear and straightforward as that. Like, oh, the first lesson was how to be loved as a child. Like, it's not like a linear, you had five lessons. But using that metaphor, it's like you're solidly done with a, about three and a half of them. So you got plenty of time um, to, like, you can slow down a little bit on the work and just know, like, I'll heal it when I'll heal it when I heal it. Um, or I'll achieve it when I achieve it because you do have plenty of time. Um, but this was what, this was what you wanted. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have quote sent you down. Um, he wouldn't have sent you down if it was going to be too much. He wouldn't have allowed it. So you, you do got this and he's been pleasantly surprised at how much you've done. Like he, he tried to tell you, you're not actually going to make it. Like you're going to get down there and you're going to either opt out of the lesson and just become like checked out and self-destructive or like you might commit suicide because there's no way that you're going to make it. And like, look, you made it. So you are a soul that's very much in touch with yourself. So they're going back to that affirmation of you do get the lessons. Like you do get the affirmations and the messages because your soul is very aware of what's going on. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, this was wonderful. So one thing all of your guides want to leave you with real quick um, before we go is they just want to say that for you and for everybody, like knowing their names or knowing what they look like, like it's fun and cool. If it helps you, it's not necessary that you relate really well to them just by assuming that like the universe has your back or that source or God or loving energies or angels, like however it is that you're envisioning it is fine. And then it really doesn't matter. Just the fact that I see these like beings and entities and I can give them names really is not relevant. What matters is that you are trusting that you have a spiritual team that has partnered with you in your experience and you do have a spiritual team that's partnered with you. So as long as you're trusting that and working with them, it doesn't matter if you call it what you call it and how you address them. It's just like, all right, universe, like let's make this happen. Or, all right, angels, or God, or what, like, it, it, the name doesn't matter. Some people really like to, like, I want to know my guides, and I want them specifically, I want to know all their names, blah, blah, blah. It, it really is not important. For some people, it's important. For you, it's not. And for most people, it's not. I have enough trouble remembering people here on Earth's names. Right, well. right. <laughs> 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 yeah, we don't need to add any beings that we can't even see. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, you're there. If I'm, not, you know, if I don't listen, just get to pay by four, but be, be a little bit more gentle than some in the past. Thank you. Right. There you go. Sounds good. They got the message. 
All right, Patty. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed our reading and I will appreciate you like being willing to come on the podcast and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Bye.